0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lucas Beth Lounge, the cozy space for everybody who loves Lucas and Elizabeth from One Castle the Heart. Uh, we're here today with me, Jillian. Me, Div. Hi, guys.
1: And Linda. Hello.
0: Okay, so Lucas continues with romantic gestures, and Elizabeth still can never help but smile when she's around Luke- Lucas. And um, She never hesitates to say yes to him. Mm -hmm. As opposed to Nathan, she's always hesitant, but she never hesitates to say yes to Lucas. She moves their, their date when she has to. she always says yes when he asks her to do something. And, um, and after Lucas and Elizabeth start dating, we see Elizabeth be her old, like bubbly self. Which, Linda, I know that you didn't watch seasons one through five until after six through eight, Hmm. so you didn't necessarily see, like, the bubbly Elizabeth until fairly recently, right?
1: Right, yeah. I mean, I haven't really
0: seen that. No, I
1: saw a little bit of it when when she was dating him, but, you know, in that last episode, you could really, really see that shine through in the library. But, yeah, you know, I had, she was happy, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was completely different than. Than anything, and now watching back and and now seeing some of the early seasons, I see it. Di- it's a different Elizabeth, and
0: yeah, the,
1: yeah. So she's much. Yeah, happy.
0: like she used to be like that all the time, and yeah. we haven't really seen that since Jack died. So now we're starting to see that, and then we start to see it more and more as this season season eight goes on. Um, yeah, it's almost
1: like her time with Lucas she's like that but away from that situation Mm -hmm. when she's not with him she still feels that pressure and
0: yeah yeah yeah, exactly um and then like Elizabeth changes her clothes to uh go hang out with Lucas like she doesn't change her clothes to go on a date with Nathan she changes her clothes and redoes her hair to go on a date with Lucas and it's not even a date it's just like hey join me at the pond for the sunset and she (laughs) it's just so night and day. Um, and then she cheers to us. It's just, it just continues to be very obvious. And then there's another budget issue where, um, they make it rain. It's not raining in real life. They're making it rain using fire hoses and scaffolding and all this stuff that costs money. And they're, they're, on a strict budget because of COVID at this point. They're not able to just spend as much money as they want to. So this is an important scene where they make it rain and then they almost kiss because it's raining and they have to go into his little tiny car. Yeah. So all of the dates and all of the almost kisses are between Lucas and Elizabeth. None of them are between Nathan and Elizabeth. They never go on a date. They never almost kiss. It's always, always Lucas and Elizabeth. Yep. Then there's some more foreshadowing when Joseph shows up at the saloon when they're waiting for news about Ned. And Elizabeth stands up to to talk to Joseph. And Lucas is just, like, right by her side all of a sudden. He's just, like, right there. And this is a foreshadowing point that somebody brought up Um, where there's a pastor sitting in front of, or standing in front of Lucas and Elizabeth, who are standing right next to each other. And she says, "We just thought, why so many of us are gathered here tonight. And then he says, in a saloon. So they're in, a, in front of a pastor and she says, gathered here tonight. Kind of foreshadowing, right? And then also yep. two, two birds with one stone. Joseph says, well, God can hear us anywhere, even in a saloon. So he's covering that uh, fan base that thinks that owning (laughs) a saloon is a sin and it's terrible and blah, blah, blah. And she shouldn't be with a saloon owner. So there you
2: go. Oh my gosh, is that foreshadowing that the wedding's going to happen in the saloon?
0: I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen in the saloon or not. I kind of
2: don't want it to. I don't think so.
0: Where do you think it's going to be? In the church?
2: No, for sure not. I don't want it to be in the church. That's Jack and Elizabeth's place. Yeah. I I want like
1: an outdoor thing. Yeah. Outdoor. I
0: think you know. There's never been an outdoor wedding.
1: Well, yeah, because and well, Claire and Je- got it in, moved inside. Yeah. yeah. But
2: what better time to do it than with the power couple? Yes, yeah. I said power couple, people. I said power. Couple. Right.
0: <laughs> yes, power couple.
2: Yep. I, I mean, think... make mm-hmm. it different.
0: Yeah. I would totally be game for an outdoor wedding if they could actually make it happen. Mm
1: -hmm. I get that if they do a Christmas one, they might not do it outdoor.
2: (laughs) We'll forgive them.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it is, but they've never done an also. They've never done a Christmas wedding. Just gonna throw that out there.
2: (laughs) That'd be so cute.
0: I know, and Lucas loves Christmas, and so does Elizabeth. So just gonna say um and then there's okay so there's more contrast when um they're in the saloon they're waiting for you know this it's this whole thing they're waiting for news on Ned. um when lucas comes in elizabeth stands right up and she addresses him right away when nathan stands at her table she doesn't even notice that he's there Mm
1: -hmm. until
0: he starts saying something it's such a big like he literally yeah, comes kidding. in the door and she's like, Oh, oh, he's back. And then Nathan comes and stands at her table and she just is like, reading her book. <laughs> she doesn't even know yep. he's there.
1: He's literally hovering over her and can't, she can't see him. Yeah. She's all in, in her book. Talker. Okay. It's funny because it's literature. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when Nathan offers a, a, a blanket to Elizabeth, And tells her that she's a good friend, she immediately changes the subject to Allie. She's always trying to talk to Nathan about Allie. Always. Um, Or she's trying to get out some information about Fort Clay. (laughs) He doesn't tell her. And then uh, Elizabeth offers her hand to Lucas in public, which is a huge step. And another seal in the deal. Like, it just seals the deal again, on multiple occasions. They, yeah, walk, and then- they walk away hand, hand in hand.
2: I mean. And they take each other's hands in front of the church. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. And the church is like in the background.
1: The directors the background. and the writers are doing all of this on yes. purpose. They're not.
2: This is like that wedding foreshadowing episode almost. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those things that people at the time were like, oh, they're holding hands up for the church. They're walking towards the church. And I was like, okay, like that's a little over the top, like whatever. But now at this point, I'm like, yeah, that's totally foreshadowing, guys.
2: Yep. It, really <laughs> it really is. is. Mm-hmm. It really is. I think sometimes people are like, oh, don't get ahead of yourself, you know, in terms of them getting married. What do people think is going to happen? Erin already said that the person that they put her with, the, the guy that she chooses, is going to be her next great love. Right. It's not just going to be some random guy. It's going to be her lifetime, right? They already established that this is going to be the guy that she spends the rest of her life with. Yeah. What's the, what is the final step towards that? Come on, after the courtship, mm-hmm. it's marriage, right? And so this show continues, that's where it's headed. We're getting that Luca Beth wedding, hopefully outdoors. But I will take Christmas in your wedding, too. That's
1: right.
2: I'm flexible. You're flexible. flexible. That would be nice, Christmas too. in the snow. Yes. I love that. With the that. lanterns. <gasps> With the lanterns. Oh. Dude, we're writing our own fan fiction here. Right. With lanterns
0: and puppies and all the things. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I and love you,
1: it. And you've been talking about, like, the cost of things and that hand-holding um, as they go towards the church. I mean... They they took the time to show each of their hands before they grabbed each other's hands and things like. I mean, they they shot it probably what three or four different. It's probably day angles that they used for that. I don't really know, but yeah. So that's that's really expensive again. Yeah, yeah.
0: and they did it in like at a specific time of day because of the sun, like the way that the sun is. It's like kind of almost setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do it toward the church. Yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. and they give us, they give us a good amount of time where they're walking away hand in hand. Um, and then there's the adoption ceremony, which some people would call it foreshadowing. Uh, but it's really just kind of a big projection of Allie's delusion that, uh, Nathan and Elizabeth are in her, are, and she are a family. And it's just, I mean, the discomfort on Elizabeth's face is so obvious. It's yeah. not something that is like, "Oh, it's a family." It's like, "Oh, oh, this is this is awkward." It's mm-hmm. awkward. And yeah, we could go into that. But <clears throat> so, and then season eight, episode eight starts out with Elizabeth and Nathan arguing once again they're 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 always arguing mm-hmm. i mean every time they talk they're they're arguing
2: <laughs> no and their fans are like oh this is how it's supposed to be oh it's passion it's lucas and elizabeth never argue well in this this season at least before this season they didn't really argue but this season even they did but with elizabeth and nathan i am going to use a word here that will like brand me as like the biggest jerk but i am going to say it they're toxic that is what they are it is it is a toxic relationship you can call it whatever else you want but there's no communication they don't understand each other he's freaking still saying oh she's got to get to know me and then two episodes later he's accusing her of not knowing him at all Mm -hmm. um and, like, he's rude to her. He's jealous. Like, he doesn't share things with her. He's secretive. She's yeah. not sharing her whole self with him, right? Um, and there's just, they're so disconnected. They are just not, they're not meant for each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, they can't problem solve. They can't talk things out. It's just, yeah, it's it's like this re- repeated, like, unnecessary tension. Yeah.
0: I agree. I agree that their relationship is toxic. I mean, I think really, if you put it into real life situations, it's, it's a toxic relationship. And I just, yeah, if you, if you need, if you need this in real life, you just, their relationship is not a normal, healthy relationship. Like also... Lucas and Elizabeth do have things that they work through, like I said earlier, but they don't, they don't necessarily fight or argue, and not every relationship needs fights. I'm just going to tell this to people in real life. Your relationship doesn't have to be difficult, okay? It doesn't have to be difficult to be real,
2: yep. okay? Yep. And just, they seem to think that. Team Nathan seems to think it needs to be passionate and it needs to be yeah. tense. and Passionate? I'm sorry. It's not passionate. It's just uncomfortable. And it's just, I don't know. I can't think of a better word. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. rude, but rude is not the word I'm actually even constant, looking for. Here.
0: Constant strife and anger is not passion.
2: Yes. There we go. And he belittles her, right? Like he... Mm-hmm. He, her opinion doesn't seem to really matter to him. He just kind of, he's dismissive. And I don't know. It's very unhealthy. It's just extremely yeah. unhealthy. Just wanting two people together because they're single and they each have a kid and because one of the suitors has more experience raising a child than the other who is just as loving. Come on. It's just, it... Ugh if those are the reasons that you're finding to root for a pairing you're not going about this the right way you're not looking mm-hmm. at who the protagonist of the story is this is elizabeth's story it's not nathan's mm-hmm. story and as much as i love lucas it's not lucas's story right so right we have to look at this from elizabeth's point of view
0: yeah lucas and nathan are players in the sto- in the in the game right they're, i mean they're players in the story yep and it's Elizabeth's story. I mean she's figuring it out yep and if it takes her some time, that's fine. Moving on from that heavy stuff. Um, Elizabeth is comfortable looking around Lucas's office, which I think is a big thing. Um, he's comfortable with looking or with her looking around his office as well, and again, the mutual knowledge of language and literature is accentuated um with her speaking French to him after he speaks French on the phone um it's just another one of those things that you you don't really it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing that's in common like you don't have to have that in common with somebody but it's a deeper it's a deeper bond He doesn't have with Nathan you know and then um the office scene after that where um like the nighttime office scene is another scene that shows lucas's genuine concern for other people not just elizabeth he is not just there for elizabeth but he is genuinely concerned for christopher and henry and um and then there's another handhold that's initiated by elizabeth mm-hmm. <laughs> not even by him but she grabs his hand And then they almost kiss, and she's totally fine with it, but he's the one that stops it, and he's like, no, I want you to be comfortable, you know, and I don't know how you can go back on this chemistry. You can't, I don't think you can go back on this chemistry.
2: No, and that's, that's why I'm surprised by anybody who's like who thinks that in the finale, she's going to choose Nathan. She's already shown a physical attraction to Lucas. Mm -hmm. She has shown a desire to want to kiss him. Is Mm -hmm. she suddenly going to lose that desire to kiss him? I don't think so. Like that is just, Mm -hmm. those are, once you get past that, that sort of desire for somebody, uh, there's a reason that they're showing that. And We're talking about like episode eight, right? And they're supposed to resolve this, this, yeah by the end of the season so episode 12 she's suddenly going to switch it off and be like I'm sorry you're not the one for me Lucas I wanted Nathan this whole time yes I know I went on multiple dates with you I know I almost wanted to kiss you twice I lip stared you like crazy but I'm sorry no it's a big red herring all these episodes have been red herrings and I actually want Nathan like that is not going to happen I know exactly it's like
0: we know that the 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 season finale is called the kiss so we know going into it that she's gonna kiss somebody she's not gonna go from dating somebody all season yep and like almost kissing him multiple times and holding his hand multiple times to go kissing some other man she's not gonna do that
2: exactly exactly so it was right there the whole time it was i don't know i don't know how people were not
0: misled
2: yes (laughs) Underline that please.
0: And then Allie invites Elizabeth's dinner with Nathan and she says, I'm sorry, Allie. No. Yet again, she says, No, this yep. isn't happening. Yeah. This is this is not just to, like this is to Allie. This is to everybody who's watching. I'm sorry, but no, this is not happening. Yeah.
1: Yep. I'm with Lucas, you know, I mean, she doesn't just say that it's not yeah. happening between Nathan and her, but she's pointing out to her that mm-hmm. she's with someone else. So. Yep.
2: Yep. And like we talked about in a previous podcast, I, I really strongly believe Allie is the voice of team Nathan. I just very, very strongly believe that because a mm-hmm. lot of what she says and a lot of her expectations, um, kind of coincide with what they want, what they expect. And I think this is the writers saying through Elizabeth, it's not happening. Yeah. So that's the way I yep. took it. Yeah. Agree.
0: I agree. Um and then Nathan finally tells uh Elizabeth about his secret at Fort Clay which we've talked about this multiple times in previous podcast episodes. Um, He still, he doesn't tell her until she demands it from him.
1: Right. And it's
0: been almost three years and I don't know how you can come back from this. I mean, even in real life, if you, like you can forgive him, sure. But even if his, you know, Jack's death wasn't to, wasn't necessarily nathan's fault which it kind of was but (laughs) even (laughs) if it's not directly his fault it's still a direct relation and a direct correlation in the reminder of the fact that her husband's dead because of him yep if i was on that side i would be like well we're done it's obvious now like this is the the last nail in the coffin
1: And I think, again, if the writers were trying to have it be Nathan at the end, I think that they would have had him actually be the one to initiate that and tell Mm -hmm. her, okay, you know, it's time you finally know. And rather than her having to, like, scream and, and just say, tell me now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. They wrote this story. As her demanding this from him, and he finally told her the truth. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So we see Allie and Lucas have a conversation, um, which I think is just to show the audience that things will be okay for Allie. I think she was a big obstacle in the end game. And I think. Um, now that she's kind of out of the way, like they're they're gonna they're gonna resolve this. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay for her. It's gonna be okay for everybody involved. Um, now the box is checked. So then we like Rosemary doesn't understand why Elizabeth is upset that Nathan kept the Fort Clay secret from her for so long. Meanwhile, Lucas's uh, first question when he hears about it is, and he's only told you this now. Which I think is so, um, like in my in my head, I relate to that so much. Where um, he understands her more even than her best friend does, uh, because Elizabeth is upset that Rosemary doesn't understand why why she's upset, and Lucas's first question is exactly Elizabeth's question. Like he's only told you this now, not only. It's not like she's upset that Jack replaced Nathan on this training mission, but the fact that he kept it from her for so long is the thing that really bothers her. And yeah. Rosemary is like, well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that important. And Locus is like, why hasn't he told you this before this? And <laughs> I mean,
1: I think that's huge. Yes. Absolutely, I mean Rosemary is the one that she always goes to, and always is you know understanding and supportive and and really seems to get her. In this one instance, she just doesn't, but Lucas does, and and that's written that way intentionally,
2: mm-hmm. so that
1: uh, mm-hmm. the audience can see that they're really connected, which mm-hmm. even uh, Rosemary alludes to later on. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, sorry, Elizabeth did. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, so, after Lucas says that, um, there's the Jack and Lucas parallel, which I think most people picked up on. Um, I don't think everybody did. Uh, Linda, you hadn't seen Seasons 1 through 5, so I'm sure you didn't really, you didn't really pick mm-hmm. up on this the first time. But um, the same way that Jack does it, he literally grabs her arms and runs, runs his hand down her, down her arms do her hands and says, I'm here for you no matter what. And then she looks, she, she like looks at him like, oh my gosh. And then he walks away and she touches her rings for the first time. And it's like, hello, <laughs> like, this is yeah, so obvious. Even if you don't know, like, even if you haven't seen seasons one through five, she looks at her wedding ring for the first time and is like, oh man, like, I think, i'm starting to be ready to move on linda is that is that how you took that scene how did you feel when you saw that scene
1: no i I just thought it was them making a connection even though you know she kind of got a little bit upset to begin the conversation (laughs) because she was told that you know he said that nathan and lucas would decide it. i think she just was upset because she wasn't part of that equation but you know so there there's still a little bit of angst there yet they get over it very quickly and he's still supportive of her and then yeah when she looks down at those rings as he's walking away you know she's thinking of one person and and whether she should remove those rings for that person so yeah and then you know as i as i now go back and watch some of these scenes it's like oh my gosh this is this would have been even more you know up front, if I had known all of the things that she had experienced with Jack before, because I I find myself when I'm watching these seasons, going, "Oh my gosh, this is just like when Lucas did this and this and that," you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of seeing it for the first time while I'm seeing it backwards. So it's very right. interesting. Yep. it is
0: a very interesting perspective yeah. that you're that you're experiencing.
2: Yeah, and yeah. oh, do I I you want to throw a, it out there? Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Jillian. No, go no, you
0: go. Yeah, you go. No, you go.
2: Well, I was just going to say for people who don't have access to the earlier seasons and can't go back and like do a refresher, um, a -a LukaBeth fan posted the parallels between Jack and Lucas, like pretty much every parallel there could be Mm -hmm. on YouTube. And I think she did two parts. She did a first one and then she did one more recently that's super comprehensive. Um, I'll put the link in the description box just because it's... If you watch it, you'll, you'll see that mm-hmm. they goes back to what Brian Bird was saying about mm-hmm. Jack wanting certain things for her. And then Lucas becomes that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so good.
0: I wanted to do a podcast episode about the parallels, but she covered it so well in her videos that I was like, I don't like, yeah. I don't even know what watch I this is like, what I'm would say, right? <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then Rosemary tells Nathan that um, she's been in his shoes before and she encourages him to step back from Elizabeth. So first of all, this is a reminder to Nathan or to the, to the audience that Nathan will be okay because we know that Rosemary's okay. She's more than okay. She was in this position in the first place in season one and into season two. And she is one of the main characters that's very happy with her love <laughs> it's not Jack and um it's just kind of another parallel in that sense where she's like hey listen I've been in your shoes and I'm okay
1: yeah and she's been more okay. than in his shoes I mean she she was engaged to Jack so yeah it's not yeah. like they didn't even go on a date or anything like that kind of like Lucas <laughs> and Elizabeth it's I mean they were engaged so
0: yeah yeah
1: different,
0: so yeah yeah basically she was just in in his shoes in the fact that yeah he, that she was in the way <laughs> and he's in the way that's right but yeah yeah you're right she was even more so yeah she was he's, more yeah, more a bigger obstacle <laughs> she was. Mm-hmm. yep and nathan hasn't even like you said she, he's never been on a date with her yeah but he's still
2: getting in the way yep Okay. And this might be a little out of place, but in terms of what we're talking about, like wise, but in that scene, um, Rosemary tries to discourage him from continuing to pursue Elizabeth. Right. And he says, I'm sorry, Rosemary, I can't let Elizabeth go that easily. Let's go to season. I mean, sorry, the same season. Let's go to episode 11. What does Lucas do? he lets Elizabeth go. So Mm -hmm. Nathan is, like, forcefully holding on to her. Um, After she has said, no thank you, at this point, like, she has already drawn the line and he's not accepting that. But with Lucas, he's, like, he lets her go because this is her decision. He can't force that that whole dialogue, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can't force love. You can't, like... You can't manipulate it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Nathan kind of just expects to get his way. He manipulates it. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah. And I just want to also say this, that the, um, the writers, I think, put that scene, the Rosemary and Nathan library scene in there to remind us that Rosemary was once a very big frustration for us. Like once she was introduced, she was a huge frustration for us. Like she was an obstacle, mm-hmm. and she is so now. They're comparing frustrating Rosemary with with Nathan in this situation, where it's a frustrating obstacle. It's not something that is to be embraced. It's 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 frustrating, mm-hmm. and there and the writers are re, are just portraying that as a, a, as a parallel. Yep. So there's that. (sighs) Then there's the, the blindfold scene, which we've discussed in, in detail. And I, we all, I don't know, if you've watched previous podcast episodes, you know that I hate this scene so much. But Elizabeth says, Lucas when uh she is trying to guess nathan's or t- to guess the hands and it's nathan's hands yep we'll just we'll just move past that she said that's
1: all it's yucky
2: it's, the, then, name uh, it's yeah. the name that matters it's <laughs> yeah. the name that matters it's not the other part ended up being what a red herring basically right
1: There yeah. you go. No.
0: there you go so that's it that's all we have to discuss and we'll move past it and then um So then Elizabeth is super upset with Rosemary when she thinks that, um, Rosemary encouraged Nathan to continue pursuing her, which I think is, this is another perspective from what we've taken before, but it's like, um, she's upset with Rosemary for encouraging Nathan to pursue his relationship with her. Like, why are you doing this? I don't want to be with him. So I mean, yeah. even though she, she thought that she was encouraging it when she really didn't, just the fact that she thought that he, she was is just, she didn't, she didn't want him to be encouraged to continue pursuing it. Yep. And then Elizabeth tells Ned that she wasn't sure if she could ever open herself up to, again after she lost Jack. And Ned says, and look what happened. And she smiles and does not deny it. Uh, Just another, just, these are just things that are backing up our point. (laughs) Um, And then Fiona and Allie have a moment talking about fishing while Fiona does her hair. Which, I mean, don't you guys think that that backs up the fact that Allie will be okay? And maybe even it will open up a window of possibility for foreshadowing a relationship (laughs) for Nathan and maybe Fiona.
2: I'd love that.
0: I would love it too. That'd be great.
2: And yeah, because why else would they have that there? Right. It's not a necessary thing. I mean, in the finale, I think they kind of hinted at Faith also, but is that what they wanted maybe to make us think it could be Fiona or it could be Faith? I don't know. But, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of an interesting, like, why exactly did those two have that scene? Mm -hmm. And talk about fishing, Mm -hmm. which is like a big bonding thing between Nathan and Allie. Right.
0: Right. And you think about Allie and like, you know, wanting Allie to be happy and whoever Nathan ends up with, Allie's going to have to have a connection with her. Right. So That was like a, whoa, okay. And Fiona and Nathan have had some scenes where I feel like they have chemistry. And obviously they have chemistry because they're together in real life. So they do have natural chemistry. So it would work if they put them together. I'm not saying they're going to, but I'm just saying it would work if they did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Elizabeth and Lucas have so many moments where they seem like a real, like, established couple. That are they seem ignis- insignificant, but they're they're just coupley moments mm-hmm. that are very significant. Like in the saloon when um, they're talking about Katie, and then at the wedding when she calls him handsome and she or he calls her beautiful, and he gives her the bouquet like before she even asks for it. Like there's just so many coupley moments where they're just so in tune with each other, and. I don't know. They're just, they're just on the same page, you know? Mm -hmm. And then um, at Ned and Florence's wedding, Joseph talks about patience and the camera pans to Lucas and Elizabeth, which is so obvious. They're they're panning to each couple with their issues (laughs) and they (laughs) pan to Lucas and Elizabeth when they say patience. And then um, after that, she touches their rings again while she's sitting next to Lucas, which is the second time. And um, so they're hinting at that, like, the reminder of her rings being there all the time. And then after that, Elizabeth forgives Nathan for Fort, for Fort Clay and tells him that uh, she doesn't blame him for Jack's death, which I think is super necessary for everybody involved for them to move on from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like, they have, she has to forgive him for that. Otherwise, it's just going to be this thing hanging over her head and his head forever. Yeah. Uh, so then we have Nathan brings Elizabeth Florence's bouquet and this is the scene. You guys, if you didn't pick up on it before this, this is the scene where they make it so obvious that Elizabeth was projecting Jack onto Nathan. There are clue, there's clue after clue that show this. Yeah. And, then, and Elizabeth is still like coming to this realization as well. But it's – this is where it's so obvious. And it's, like, even Team Nathan, people should have been, like, oh, I get it. Like, we we saw it earlier, and this was the scene.
2: <laughs> they thought it was the most romantic thing ever. They were, like <laughs> – they most- were making – they were making gifts. They were making edits of it. And I was just, like, you guys just keep missing the point over and over – what more can the writers do mm-hmm. what more mm-hmm. can they do they are throwing everything out there and they're trying to say okay this is not the relationship that we are trying to mm-hmm. put elizabeth in long term right and and if they just kind of if they just pretend that the lucas and elizabeth scenes that are happening didn't happen you know, those kisses and the dates like they they undermined all the dates um, they were like, oh, candlelights, that's a, a candlelight, that's all Lucas does, you know, he he's like the fancy winer and diner, and I'm just like, you're missing it, that's not the point. Um, and then the almost kisses, like, they just pretend like, oh, she's denying her feelings for Nathan, and it's whatever fits their narrative, including this scene where they were like, oh my gosh, it was so hot, like, so much chemistry and all this stuff, and they just don't, Understand that that is not what the writers are trying to say, and then yeah. they they make a big stink for months upon months about how they feel misled. Some of them are like, okay, we're angry because the you know episode two should have just kind of been more clear. Um, it shouldn't have been open ended and looked like you know Elizabeth was just running away from her feelings. You know when she didn't clearly say. I don't love you back or whatever, but yeah. even after that, like they're still showing you over and over again, that is not meant to be. It's not going to be Elizabeth and Nathan and they choose not to believe it. And then they're angry with the writers. They're yeah. angry with the cast with the executive producers. Like, I just don't get that. You choose to mm-hmm. see what you want to see and don't pay attention to the freaking. Story that they're trying to say, dude. Yeah, they were okay after that whole scene. You know what they did? They looked at the part where Nathan walks out of Elizabeth's house, and there are the four pumpkins there on the porch. And there's a really big pumpkin, there's a slightly smaller pumpkin, and then there's the slightly smaller than that pumpkin, and it's a little itty-bitty pumpkin. And they actually highlighted that and said, look, this is foreshadowing because those four pumpkins are Nathan and Elizabeth and Allie and Lil Jack. And I'm just like, this is what a fan from the show takes away from it. <laughs> like, that is what you are... Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm sorry. It was
1: meant to set them straight, and they just divert off course. That it's is what they picked. Yeah. yeah. Just
2: oh my gosh. Was, yeah. If you don't want to watch the show, don't watch the show because you obviously don't understand it. You just don't.
1: Sorry. No, and it's not like they started with this episode. I mean, they've been showing them since the very first episode of this season. That. Yep. You know, as soon as she left that dinner and didn't go to dinner know that was their first big big clue this season so it was
0: like it was like they thought they were misled but they the writers kept giving them like big things it wasn't even just like little Mm -hmm. little things it was like big things and then this was like the big like kicker like okay this is it you guys, like, this is the end of it, and they're, like, oh, it's so not, it's, like, it's so sexy. It's a red
1: herring, or, you know. It it wasn't even, like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, I, I'm sorry, but, like, I can't even relate to it.
2: No, no, Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I, yeah, and Gina's hilarious, because Gina pretty much summed it up, Nathan is the red herring. Nathan is the big red freaking herring. That is how (laughs) it ended up being in the end, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we were not misled and it just bothers me that Mm
1: -hmm. they
2: chose to just misinterpret everything that didn't fit what they wanted and that they're taking their anger out on everybody else.
0: Yeah, Including including the actors. So then we have the Lucas breaks up with Elizabeth and it is so classic. If you set her free and it's meant to be, she'll come back to you kind of thing. And, and we were actually discussing this on Twitter um, earlier this week. Do you guys think that he set her free expecting her to come back to him? Because I personally think that he set her free to just set her free and let her figure herself out. And um, I don't think he expected her to come back to him. I think he was really just like, he just loves her enough to let her do what she wants to do. What do you guys think?
1: Well, I, I mean, I think that she, he, he let her go not knowing if she would choose him but um so it was it was truly in my opinion to let her f- go free but i don't think he ever questioned that she does love him and that there that he was just as viable of an option for her as as nathan in his eyes um so i th- i think he truly let her just go free in in hopes that she would return to him, but not expecting that that would happen necessarily?
2: Uh-huh. Um, I think he let her go without expectations. That's the way I saw it. I think it was just like, a look, I did everything I can to show you that I love you. Uh-huh. Um, and I have, you know, always put you first and I, I want you to be happy. And this was him proving it. I don't yeah. think he had any expectations. If that were the case, he would have waited. And he wouldn't have taken that step, you know, to, to selling the saloon. Like, why would he even entertain that idea? Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not doing it like a just-in-case kind of thing, right? He, he literally w- thought he was done or that mm-hmm. they were done. So I don't think he had any expectations, at least from my point of view. Yeah. I don't think he did either.
0: I think he really just wanted her. I think he really misinterpreted everything that he saw between her and Nathan and yeah. thought maybe she loved him and, and he just removed himself from the equation, which is exactly what Chris said. Yeah. So I was watching an interview post finale. Um, I can't remember. I think it was with Deidre. Chris said that he kind of, he just removed himself from the equation because he thought that maybe there was something going on between Elizabeth and Nathan that he didn't understand, which is, which is true. I mean, there was something going on. Um, he didn't understand it. Even she didn't understand it. And then Mm -hmm. she figured it out. And there was this whole like, uh, misinterpretation of the way that things were going to go. Like she tried to invite him to the library to explain things and it just got intercepted and all this stuff happened, which is so again, classic Hallmark, yeah, classic TV, classic movie. It's just, it's just how things happen, but they just, he just misinterpreted it. And yeah. Yeah. So he let her go. He let her, he set her free Mm -hmm. and you know what? She came back to him at that moment. I would have been, if I was on team Nathan, I would have been like, Um, no. (laughs) Because it's so, like, if you love it, set it free, and if it comes back to you, it's meant to be.
2: (laughs) Based on Twitter, they were ecstatic.
0: Yeah. I don't know people. And that's where they're, like, where they thought they were misled. They were not misled. They were just interpreting things the wrong way.
2: There's always angst for the endgame couple in the 11th hour. Eleventh mm-hmm. episode, eleventh hour, mm-hmm. whatever they have yeah. to go through that final obstacle before yes. they can become endgame. It's yeah. always that way. Mm-hmm. So I was excited; like I really, really wanted this to happen. Like yeah. I think a lot of us even predicted there's going to be yeah. some kind of breakup, and we and we said if it comes from Lucas, it should come from Lucas. Then it is it is endgame, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. because she can't do it elizabeth at this point if she lets him go that's it Mm -hmm. so it has to be him and ryan bird posted that picture of um elizabeth distraught face you Mm -hmm. know while she's standing in her doorway and and i think you can still see chris like you can see like lucas walking away and we were so excited because that's what happens come on yep
1: i think if she could have she would have raced after him right then and there but she yeah she, no she still
2: had, yeah, to she
1: was was. So, <laughs> she had to sort things out first yeah she was
0: so taken aback like what yeah. like she was so shocked and then she had to sort through things and then she did yep. and she took her ring off and she was ready and then things got just things got in the way which yeah. always happens in movies and tv yep. and yeah it's just how it goes and Man, it was so good. It was so well done. So well done.
2: Yep, I agree. I mean, and I think that Elizabeth running after um, Lucas's car. I mean, she couldn't see it, but that that like
1: panic mm-hmm. and like
2: that distraught thing, It was so rewarding. Uh huh. I needed to see that from her. Yes. I don't know. I've never doubted that she loves him. I just I never doubted it. But just seeing. Her show that kind of vulnerability, even if he did, didn't see it, and seeing that right. that like that depth of emotion from her, it was very satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was, and we we all predicted it, and we got we got accused of like
2: hearing mm-hmm. things ahead of
0: time, but like we predicted it because we put things together, we yeah. So also, people like Gina are very good at piecing things together with like oh she's wearing this coat in this scene and this coat in this scene like you know we've got people on our team that are really good at piecing things together and we didn't know anything going into this but we predicted it because first of all it's classic and second of all we used like promo photos which they posted and the dialogue that we've seen and we pieced it together, and it made sense.
2: Exactly. So that's
0: how we knew what was going to happen in the finale. We did We weren't told by somebody. We just pieced it together because it just made sense.
2: It's hilarious that Team Nathan fans accuse us of knowing the results. I'm like, no. <laughs> they, it's like it, it is like outrageous to them that we knew. And I'm just, <laughs> what ended up happening with the bridge thing? the makeup artist had taken a couple of pictures she'd taken one with Chris I think she'd taken a selfie with Chris and then we got those behind the scenes yeah. um or how did we get that picture of uh
0: so I like she posted that picture with Chris right by the bridge but yeah. but nobody really put that together until we saw the like a picture of the bridge that
2: I think Hallmark posted um, well, there was that it was like the fall leaves. No, but then there was also another picture of Aaron and Chris standing off to the side, but you couldn't yeah. see their faces. Yeah, you could yeah. only see like part of her coat, and then you could uh-huh. kind of see like a uh, a pair of pants that that looked like something Lucas would wear. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I can't remember if a a makeup artist posted that. Someone else posted that from the the crew, and that's how people. Put it together they were like oh my gosh okay so look at the scenery behind chris and the makeup artist mm-hmm. it's it looks like that bridge area you know the brush and stuff it's it's that yeah. fall foliage and then they they took the picture and then and then it was like oh my gosh aaron was there too because then you had the same chris kind of backup the- right uh-huh. and then we saw what the the wide angle looks like of the bridge you can see that it's going to be all fall foliage yeah um And then we know she's on the bridge and she's upset. She had a moment with Lucas on that bridge. So that is who she's thinking about. And that's why she's on that bridge. Come on.
0: Well, and Chris and and Aaron even said, like, they wanted the kiss to happen on the bridge. Like, they could have done it other places. But Chris and Aaron both really wanted it to be on the bridge. So much so that they went through, like, this this turmoil of, like, this dangerous, like, windstorm to do it on the bridge because it's important yep so we're not crazy for thinking the bridge is important to lucas and elizabeth Yep. even chris and aaron knew that
1: yep wasn't one of those pictures that was by the bridge didn't they say something about thanks to the crew like it was a you could tell it was like the end of the season kind of picture there was some kind of picture out there that that had that as well and i don't remember which one it was but
0: Yeah, there were some of those, and then there was, like, the, Chris posted a picture on, like, his last day of, like, all the barrels stacked up outside, the the library, and it was, like, oh, that's a wrap, because they post, or they, they filmed that scene on the last day, and then they filmed the library scene after that, so, Mm -hmm. like, that was all on the last day. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, they all went through, like, all this dangerous (laughs) stuff they battled the elements for us and it's like we got it it's so good
2: yes there we go congratulations luca best fans we freaking deserve it that's all i'm gonna say
0: it was very well done and it wasn't random it wasn't thrown together at the last minute it (laughs) was very well put together
2: yes let's 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 mention that there was no flipping of the script okay there was none that is just something that people want to believe because they're so flabbergasted that nathan wasn't the choice when from the beginning we've been told that two guys were brought in two guys with equal opportunity according to the executive producers at least and the writer the showrunner that were equally supposed to be um worthy of elizabeth and if you're going to discount the heck out of one guy, then yeah, you are going to be surprised that he's the end game. But guess what? He was always, always, always part of the equation. And as far as some of us are concerned, he was the choice from the beginning.
0: He was the choice yeah. from pen to paper, in my opinion. Pretty much. Absolutely. I think yeah. Lucas was written for Elizabeth Mm-hmm. and cast Before for Elizabeth. Yep. I think Chris was cast
2: mm-hmm. Yep. to be Lucas. Yep.
0: No matter what they say, I will always believe that.
2: <laughs> Me too.
0: Um so one last thing, um because the rest is history, uh their div has put together a comparison of screen time between Lucas and Elizabeth and Nathan and Elizabeth. And she's going to put this on the screen and you're going to be able to compare uh the screen times between the couples. And, I mean, if you're producing a show, you're gonna give the main couple
2: more screen time. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So here's what I have. Okay. Um, when I made these comparisons for season seven, I did it differently than season eight uh, because I did season seven months ago, um, and when I did that one, I actually calculated screen time not just of each guy with Elizabeth but also I gave them both credit for like the amount of time that they were in a scene together with her which I I hated the triangle scenes oh my gosh they were so bad okay but check it out Nathan and Elizabeth had 27 minutes and 21 seconds of screen time together and Lucas and Elizabeth had 35 minutes and seven seconds of screen time together this is season seven okay (laughs) season seven And the first few episodes, um, it was kind of a wash. Episode three, actually, um, Lucas and Elizabeth have, I'm sorry, episode two, Lucas and Elizabeth have like 20 seconds of screen time, because that's the episode where they run into each other outside the mercantile. And that's it. And he says, oh, it's all you. And that's all the the look of that stuff we get in that episode. But then you come down to episode seven, Union City episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Nathan and Elizabeth's screen time is a minute. And Lucas and Elizabeth's is nine minutes and 20 seconds. (laughs) Okay. That, that should tell you something right there. And then when... (laughs) And then when you get towards the end, after that, it kind of evens out a little bit till the finale. And it's just, I mean, they're being freaking obvious. Like, why would they, why would they spend so much more time with Lucas and Elizabeth if that was not the intention? Okay.
0: And and when it evens out, it's like how much of that is Nathan and Elizabeth fighting with each other Mm -hmm. versus Lucas and Elizabeth having romantic moments together.
2: Yep. Exactly. So it's like I don't know how much more obvious they could have been. Okay, but even if you look at the finale, Nathan and Elizabeth scenes were 3 minutes and 43 seconds long. Lucas and Elizabeth's were 7 minutes and 47 <laughs> seconds long. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Exactly. Wow. Yeah.
1: So that was season. A lot of the scenes with Nathan revolve around Allie and all you know, that wasn't just all them time. Yeah.
2: Almost all of them.
0: It's either Allie or they're fighting or they're fighting by Allie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) And then you go to season eight. It's a little closer here, but still Nathan and Elizabeth. And oh, and this time I didn't count triangle scenes. So it was all just Nathan and Elizabeth and Lucas and Elizabeth. I didn't count the triangle moments at all. Nathan and Elizabeth, 30 minutes and 40 seconds. Lucas and Elizabeth, 36 minutes and 17 seconds. You can, and it's not exact, right? It's approximate. There are give and take on like a few seconds, but even if you want to be more definite and let's say you take off a whole minute for Lucas and Elizabeth, to close it, it is significantly more
1: Lucas and Elizabeth,
2: both seasons. Yeah. So I think it was pretty obvious which couple they were developing.
1: Yeah. So like romantic and, moments were like 25 to 0 or?
2: <laughs> what did it- I was, What? Did you
0: calculate romantic- I mean, who used to calculate romantic moments against romantic <laughs> moments? <laughs>
2: Well, we don't want a zero. (laughs) We'll calculate Lucas and Elizabeth. (laughs) But I'm sorry. It was freaking obvious. Oh, and I should point out that for season eight, I didn't do the final episode. I just did episodes one through 11.
0: Because that Um, wouldn't have been fair.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, I don't know. They were clear. Very interesting there you go i mean i think our point has been made right what was our point say it again
0: (laughs) we were not misled
2: (laughs) we weren't and some of us weren't
0: (laughs) no we were not misled misled by the The writer.
1: that's right
2: no
0: if you felt misled you were misled by your own feelings And not by the writers, the producers, the actors. I'm sorry. It's not their fault. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that concludes our episode for today. And thank you so much for listening and watching. We really, really appreciate all of you who continue to listen and continue to watch and continue to participate in our social medias. We yeah. love interacting with you guys, and uh, we're just so glad we're so glad to be here. Every, everybody is like, thank you for doing this. And we're like, of course, it's our pleasure. We love doing this. So um, keep interacting with us. We love uh, answering comments and uh, continuing conversations with other people's opinions. And uh, if you're not following us already on social media, we are at the Luca Beth Lounge on Instagram and TikTok and uh, YouTube. And we are at Luca Beth Lounge on Twitter. So make sure you follow us on all the things. And thank you so much for listening and watching. We will see you next time in the lounge. Bye.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye.